Okay, so hello, Mads. Uh, welcome to Tirang Sports Podcast. So thanks for joining in. We're really honored that you found time for our podcast. So how are you? I'm good, thank you, and uh, thank you for having me. Uh, it's a pleasure. Um, it's uh, I like to uh, join uh, these podcasts and uh, share some knowledge. That's also uh, yeah why I'm doing uh, the things I do on uh, social media and stuff because I, I like to share uh, my knowledge and. Yeah, and help other people. Uh, we are a we are a fan of of your of you and your content which you're posting on, on especially on Instagram. So there've been uh, many, you know, uh, in India there've been many uh, badminton players who who are in live in remote areas where there are no uh, proper badminton courts or where there are no like proper coaches or no proper facilities. Maximum number of uh, maximum number of players are playing by themselves. So one of them just uh, was on on call for it was an inquiry for our academy and he said that he's been following you and your uh, do's and don'ts series and he's been practicing practicing it uh, with his like peer groups and just improving his game. So yeah, so you're kind like you have a huge fan following in India because <clears throat> of your content. So yeah, thanks for that. So, uh, congratulations to you! You recently played finals at Orleans Master. You were uh, following your every match, and you played really well. So, we want to know that how was the experience to be on court after such a long time? Because all the badminton was badminton tournaments were on hold. No, no badminton matches were going on, and after so much time, you were in. You played finals. So, how was the experience? Yeah, as you say, there was a long time ago. I had I had played tournament. The last tournament I played was uh, international was uh, Salalux, where I actually also made it to the quarterfinals. So that was uh, also uh, a good uh, tournament for me. I I won against uh, Breeze uh, Levades uh, in the uh, third round. So that was also a good tournament. So I I I was uh, very motivated. Uh, the next following months to uh, improve my game, of course, and uh, and also uh, find out what I had to work on, and uh, and I just think that that all the practice I had uh, been doing and the hard work they, that that showed off in uh, in Oleang Masters, uh, I really felt uh, comfortable and uh, and more relaxed than I that I. That I'm used to. Uh, I had got a new uh, sports, what we call psychiatrist or yeah. psychologist or some, something like that, uh, with uh, my mental uh, uh, aspect in uh, in the game. And uh, I actually think that that was like the turning point for me. Uh, the things we had we we, we worked on, uh, I worked on with him. Uh, uh, went really well at uh, at doing that at uh, Oliang, and I think that. That was why I was able to play at such a high level uh, throughout the whole tournament and and use the thing I, I I know I can do at practice, but it's always harder to do it when you are in a new hall and you want to perform and do good and stuff like that. But I just managed to uh, stay in control and stay focused all the time and and just be be present and be in the moment. Uh, so it was a it was a huge huge tournament for me because th- this shows that i i have a, a high level uh, and i can be consistent as well so uh, now i'm only more mot- motivated to uh, to do good and uh, practice hard so uh, yeah it was a it was a nice uh, nice tournament for me so yeah great great performance man congratulations to you so uh, we were we were watching your semi-finals against your <laughs> compatriot Hans Christian Wittigers, and that was a really huge match. And uh, so yeah. I want to know that what what was going in your mind because Hans Christian Wittigers is more experienced. He's you practice every day. Must be practicing with him every day at the national center. So how was it that you managed to uh, keep your mindset right? Um, yeah, as, as I said, I had I have been uh, working on uh, finding some tools so I can be uh, be in the moment and stay present, and uh, so I'm uh, so I can be more alert all the time. So I don't think too much of the the rallies I have just played, or think too much of how I should play the next rally, but just be in the moment. 
And so if, if you are that, you actually don't think too much about what's going on, but you just think like every shot, every movement, it just feels right. It's like a, you call it, and most people call it to be in the zone. And that's what I have been working on for the past uh, few weeks up to uh, all young masters that this, uh, these tools, so I could trigger uh, my mental uh, game so I could be in the zone. And I actually think uh, it worked like most of the uh, time in the game. But of course, I know I, I have thoughts like, okay, uh, he's more than experienced, than, uh, experienced than me. And he he has been in the game for a longer time. And uh, and he also know me good, uh, but I also know him good. And I know that I have won the past two times when we have met. So I know there is also pressure on him and most people also think that he's the favorite so that's also some pressure on him so i tried to like before the match i tried to turn it around that i was the underdog uh, but i also knew that <laughs> that he would think like okay but he mess has won against me before so i'm not like favorite yeah, favorite yeah, yeah. so so there was a lot of thoughts but i just tried uh, as i started uh, the conversation like I just started and I just tried to be in the moment and not focus too much about all these thoughts which are not helping my game at all. Uh, so, but it, a funny story, uh, Hans has uh, been my coach when I was younger. So oh. we, uh, <laughs> have we have known uh, each other for a long time and uh, it's a, he's a great dude and uh, I think that I actually my game style uh, is uh, a, a bit alike uh, his game style, so it's always fun to play against the uh, Wittinghus because we are both fighting for for every point with all we got, and we have a, a good pace, and uh, we want to be in control and in the offense all the time, or most of the time. So it's uh, it always uh, a fun game to play against hands. Can you mention that? Uh you you have a new mental coach or like psychiatrist right with you sports sports psychologist so what do you think that uh, like most of the players who who i see are mostly inclined towards uh, like practicing their physical physical skills like physical capabilities and like more of uh, tactical skills and but uh, I don't think that many of players just focus on the that ma mental aspect. Could you shed more light on why is it like most important or like one of the important uh, aspect in the game that you were benefiting yeah. from? Yeah, of course. Uh, well, I had uh, I started to use a mental coach uh, last year, and I got a new one here for like eight months ago, eight weeks ago. Uh, and I think that it has improved me a lot. Uh, I'm more uh, reflect, ref, ref, reflective about my game and stuff like that. So I think more about what can help me and what's, what, what is uh, not good to think about when you're in there and at the game. But uh, for me, it was, I had this feeling sometimes it, it was not going good. I, I wanted to like uh, get off the court, I felt, very uncomfortable to be on the court and I felt like stiff and uh, my legs were heavy and I hadn't I had no feeling at all I played with a glove on almost uh, it felt like that and uh, it shouldn't be that way because I play badminton for one reason and that's because I love it and I should also love it when it's not going uh, as I want to because you can't play at your best uh, all the time so I, I I tried the I tried to contact the mental coach who can help me with my problem and and now I actually uh, think more that when I'm in trouble or feel uncomfortable uh, it's just because it's it's out of my comfort zone uh, but that's that's uh, actually okay to be out of your comfort zone if you just try to be 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 there and, and uh, try to handle it as good as you can because then next time it will be better and you'll your comfort zone will be uh, a lot better and and bigger uh, 
And uh, now I, ha I don't have the feeling anymore that I, I need to get off the court. I don't want to be in the, in the court anymore. So for me, it has, it, has, it has also helped me to love the game even more. Also when it's, it's not working uh, for me uh, at, in the game. Uh, but I, I know that a lot of players has this feeling like, oh, it's a bad training. I don't want to, to uh, play anymore today or I'm so bad and stuff like that. Uh, so I, I actually think that uh, a lot of people could could really uh, uh, improve a lot if they had like a little bit more uh, mental training and uh, and also just like you can also use it uh, off court. Uh, uh, I have used it the past few weeks when I've been uh, a little bit stressed. I got uh, like a breathing ex exercise I could use on court. But I actually I can also use it off court. So when I feel stressed and in, in my uh, normal day life, I can use it uh, also there. So it also helped me to like uh, stay relaxed when I'm not in uh, at training. But uh, I actually think that if I can share one tip uh, from my uh, from my mental training, it's like I I uh, I draw this house with all all kind of rooms inside it. And there was one room, and that was the most important room for me. Then there was a different room with with a, with some uh, training stuff inside, and that's my room when I go to training and practice. It's in that room, and then I have a nutrition room with food and stuff, and then I have a room with relaxing and stuff. And then my mental coach said that most people are doing two things at once, and that they will feel more stressed than other people who are just in one room at a time. So that means that if I want to relax, I should just focus on relaxing and not focus on, on, uh, on, on something I should practice. I should just relax. Or if I'm eating, I shouldn't be like doing uh, practical things like uh, writing emails and stuff like that while I'm eating. I would just eat and then do the practical stuff after I eat. I eat. And that that has helped that has helped me really much off court because I ha I have I'm, I like to be structured and stuff like that so I know what I have to do in my day. But it can also be too much sometimes if I try to do the all the things at once, and then I feel stressed. So when I also uh, when I get, I get when I got this uh, exercise and I now I can I can perform it well. Uh, I actually also get better at training because I have more mental uh, strength because I'm not uh, like uh, tired uh, in my in my mind because I feel stressed if it makes sense. You so so that's also uh, like a good uh, explanation why it's it's so important to practice your mental uh, uh, side of your game, not not only on court but also off court. You just uh, just concluded the earlier point which which you were. Uh, telling against the hands Christian Wittingers that you were completely focusing to be in the zone that you, you were not focusing on other things right so yeah, exactly. that exercise basically helped you yeah. in that game as well right yeah 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 so, so there, I think there is a lot of uh, benefits from uh, improving yeah. your mental game not, not only for badminton but also as as uh, human development uh, mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, I, I really like it and I, I like uh, uh, exploring it and I, I listen to podcasts who are focusing on uh, on like mental stuff and stuff like that. Uh, that's you right now that you're you're currently in top 100 and like you are playing well, you, you played finals. So we, we know Mads right now, but like what was your journey that how did you just manage to be on, on an elite level and maintain your performance, even improve your performance and be consistent. Like, what was your journey through childhood? Where did you start? At what age? What was it like? Um, well, I started at Benson when I was around seven, but I, I already had played uh, a bit with my family. Uh, uh, most of my family had played. I have uh, three cousins uh, who played, and they are on my age or older. Um, three boys, uh, and then my I have a big brother. He also played, and I have of course my little sister who is also playing uh, now. Um, and then uh, my mom and dad, and uh, their mom and dad, <laughs> they played together, and uh, they also played. So most of my family knew how to play badminton, but 
not not on a not on a high level like me and my sister is uh, doing right now but they they played because they thought it was fun and and uh, my dad was okay he was uh, one of the best from the from the area uh, we are from uh, so he had he was also uh, he had some uh, some some good values uh, we we took with us uh, when we was when we were younger like hard work and uh, and stuff like that uh, but then i started when i was uh, around 7 and then i was I was winning a lot in this in the first uh, couple of tournaments uh, because, of course, I was not a beginner. Uh, you can say I was a beginner, but I already knew how to play. So I was uh, most of the times in the first tournaments I was a lot better than the others because they had they had just started to play. Um, so I went uh, quite fast up in the best rank, but then I I, I, I lost to someone and I lost big. And then I knew that okay, I'm not, I'm not the best in uh, Denmark. There is a, a lot of uh, a lot of good players. And then I I think I was I was going up in the best rank and then down in the second best rank for a couple of years. Uh, and then I, when I was under seventeen or something like that, I I managed to stay up in the in the best rank after. Uh, after my first year under 17 and then i i i started to be more consistent and uh, started to uh, like maybe take it a little bit more serious uh, got more excited and more uh, motivated to uh, to to be one of the best in my in my age i was maybe uh, for a couple of years i was maybe maybe in top 20 but then i I wanted more, and then I started to uh, to get closer to top six or top five, something like that, uh, depending on the day. But I w- I would say that in under nineteen, I was I was starting to get uh, to to get in the top top six, top five from uh, uh, in my age. Uh, and I will also say that uh, my age is uh, uh, pretty good. It's uh, I'm from ninety seven. And uh, I don't know if you know uh, Anna Sandsonsen. Yeah, yeah. He's also from '97, and uh, Rasmus Gimbi is yeah, also yeah. from '97. Uh, and there was uh, some other guys. Didlo Jäger Holm is also from '97. Uh, and uh, yeah, we were a lot of guys uh, at that age who were who was really good, especially yeah. in the in the junior years. So I had uh, I had been uh, always been like. Uh, Playing with the best. Uh, also, now we know uh, Anas and Erasmus is uh, one of the best in the world. So, it has only been good, uh, been good for me to to not be the best at my age, but to be like I was not the uh, I was near the best, but I had to work hard to get closer yeah. uh, to them. Um, so uh, I, I think it was uh, it was good for me that uh, there was some uh, other guys that were that were better than me uh, when we were younger uh, because then you have a goal to like to to get closer to them and beat them um, and then I got senior and I had some I, mean, I actually had some good years uh, in the start but not not like international it was okay uh, but. Then I had maybe one good tournament uh, through a year, and then that was going a long time before I, I had a, another uh, good results. Uh, but then the it started for me when I uh, to beat very good players uh, with when I played team matches here in Denmark. I uh, I beat it uh, like Markeljau at uh, at at home uh, when we were playing at home. And uh, I beat it, uh, Hans Christian, and uh, yeah, I won against a lot of good players when I was playing uh, on my court in my hall. Uh, but uh, I couldn't like manage to take this game with me when I was playing international, and that's also why I contacted mental coach because why can't I play like that when I go out? I know I can play like that, but why can't I play like that <laughs> when I want to? Uh, and then I have been working on that, and I think now it's it's starting to work. Uh, so now it's yeah, I'm getting more, uh, I'm getting more consistent, and uh, and also have improved uh, my uh, my level of badminton. 
So uh, it started to when I was young and not the best, but have always been uh, working hard. And and now you can see that that the my kind of uh, thinking about training and practice that have that has been showed to me now that it's it has been a, a good choice that I do it like this. Uh, so uh, yeah. Uh, I was not the most I was not the most talented guy when I was younger. Not not so good technical or, or tactical, but I, I knew to I knew how to work hard at practice and uh, and and I knew how to do it uh, a lot of days in the week. So I think that my work ethic was uh, was uh, taking me to uh, to the next level, and uh, I think it's it has been. Uh, like choice for me to to think like like that uh definitely like great stuff so so uh i want to ask that the previous year like uh, 2020 was uh 2019 and 2020 was full of these ups and downs because of covid 19 and mm -hmm. in many in many countries even in india right now there, there's a lockdown in many uh many areas yeah. of india because there's a spike in cases so yeah. I wanna I wanna know that uh, that how did you manage your uh, staying like staying fit in the in these times also because uh, I hear nowadays a lot of players get demotivated because they are indoors they can't do any kind of physical activity. Um, well, for me, uh, I had I had actually been training for uh, I was training a lot in in uh, Corona. Uh, I was lucky to be. Uh, at the national and that that opened quite fast i think i was out for like two months or something and then i could practice so but i i, I can't see i i know what how it's how's it like because it was only two months for me so i i just i i actually took some weeks off didn't practice at all because i knew it was gonna take a forever to to open up again with badminton and stuff like that so I, I actually took it uh, quite quite easy and and was not trying to stay fit at all. But uh, but I, I tried to uh, to do some things that I that I didn't used to have time to do, and that's actually why why uh, I started this Instagram uh, thing because uh, I was uh, I was staying in lockdown in uh, with my ex girlfriend uh, and we started this uh, project together and. Uh, if it was not uh, for her, I would maybe not have done it so good. Uh, she helped. She helped me a lot. Uh, <laughs> she was uh, my manager uh, at that time, and uh, I said to her like, "I need a sponsor. Can you help me find one?" And she was like, "No, because you have to gain more uh, consistent on this on your so social media." And I was just like, "Ah, okay." And then I started to uh, research a little bit to how to improve that, and. Uh, and yeah, now I have, uh, I started when I, <laughs> at that time I had 570 followers or something. And now I have like, I don't know, 23,500 or something. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, yeah, and that's one, almost, it's a little bit over a year ago. So that's crazy. Uh, yeah. Uh, so I think for me, it was important to, to, to do some other stuff that I, uh, that I, didn't uh, have the time to to do uh, normal uh, uh, when I was uh, at a normal week with practice and stuff like that. Uh, so my advice would be like, like yes, stay fit. Uh, if if you have been uh, out for a long time and there you know there is lockdown for for some weeks. Uh, uh, watch watch some badminton. You, I also think you get better at uh, just watching some badminton. And uh, and uh, I think that you should do if you can do some footwork, you can do that. Uh, it doesn't have to be like crazy footwork where you get a like a crazy tired or something. But just just so you do the movement, so you don't like forget the rhythm and stuff like that. Uh, and uh, I don't think yes you can go uh, full crazy but I I don't think you will get so much better than if you if you were not doing it so my advice would be to just take it easy try to improve some other things like I try to improve my social media and uh, stuff like that and uh, and uh, 
yeah, try to uh, to find new ways to to improve uh, your 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 everyday. Like uh, I have focused a lot on getting better uh, to sleep and stuff like that. That's also a, a important thing to to get good at, uh, especially when you're an athlete. Um, but yeah, you I would do some footwork if I I was an India India player who who couldn't wait for the holes to to open up. Um, not not crazy, but just just a a few minutes every day. Then I think you would you would not lose so much of the the badminton, you know. Yeah. Um, so yeah, our listeners would be very grateful for that advice, actually. So hmm. yeah. So moving on. So I have a, uh, I was uh, reading some data on then on basically bad, bad, badminton Denmark, and I came across something some things really that really fascinated me was that i read that somewhere that there the population of denmark is about 5.8 million and yeah. there are i don't know uh, how how old is this data but i i, uh, I read that there are 130000 registered players in denmark yeah. so when i was uh, going through this I, the immediate thought was that, that that's too that's too low as compared to indonesia india and china the like the major populated countries and also where the badminton is like one of the favorite sports in these countries yeah. so then i then i then i just quickly checked on the top rankings of players and also i found that the around at that time around 24 were in top 50 from denmark and uh, 43 were in top 100 from Denmark. Yeah. So I was I, I was just very curious to know that how Denmark is doing it, how Denmark is making a difference with just like so much less number of registered players and producing so many good players. So like I want to know that what's different in Denmark's style of play. Um. Well, I don't know exactly how they do in India, but like I, I'm a train, I'm a trainer or coach uh, here in my club in uh, Gentofte, and uh, I just think that that we have this uh, when when we get the young kids, we uh, we try to like have fun, and they they should only focus on having fun, like when they're playing, but but you also know. Uh, young children if they feel they're good at something they also want to like get better at it and uh, improve so in in my club we we actually have like these young guys and girls who who know they can take it to to a a, a good level so they are they are already like focused on to improve their game so i also think that that it's because we have had so many good players in the top for a lot of years so the players like they they want to uh, be the same they want to be as good as yeah as peter gade was and uh, camilla martin and stuff like that so i just think that we have like this culture of of uh, of of educate uh, young people and uh, i also think that we have to uh, to uh, say uh, a lot of good things about uh, the coaches we have. Uh, we have a lot of uh, professional uh, coaches, not, not only on the national, but, but also just in, uh, in the clubs. Uh, and and it, there is no coach that is practicing the same stuff, but, but most of the trainings are quite similar. They, the time we use at practice is about one and a half hour, two hours, uh, because that's that's how it works for us. Uh, we would have trouble if it was longer to concentrate, uh, especially the tr the children, the young kids. They they can't focus for that long. Uh, they they should focus like one hour, uh, maybe one and a half hour. Then then they are then they can't focus anymore and they, they shouldn't also because it's we also want to want to see the best they can do so it's also we have a high uh, expectation when they are there uh, not like not like crazy uh, they have to be uh, 
moving good and stuff like that, but they they have to try to improve when when they are at practice. Uh, and uh, yeah, uh, it's not it's not a, it's not many people that are playing badminton compared to other countries, but. Uh, I, I think it's a mix of, of the cult, uh, culture here with the good uh, coaches and uh, and uh, we have so much so much focus on be a, being a good feeder. I think that has uh, a lot of uh, uh, good things uh, and a lot of uh, benefits uh, to be a good feeder because you can uh, you can do a lot of exercises which are quite close to match, but maybe it's just a little bit faster higher pace than a normal match so when we get into a normal match we will like we can better be in that tempo uh, because we have tried something that is uh, above that uh, so i think we also learn from a young age that you have to be, be a, a good feeder because if you feed good the 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 player you are feeding will also feed as good as he or her can uh, so they you, i give you something and you give me something yeah i feed good you feed good stuff like that mm-hmm. um so yeah <laughs> i i actually uh, that's my best answer that that mm-hmm. we have some good coaches yeah. and uh, and we have some uh, some people in the in the highest uh, uh, level that we can uh, look up to and uh, have uh, like a goal to to play like them or, or something something like that yeah so uh, uh i want to know that uh what's the ba- basically what's the badminton ecosystem in denmark like like from uh from grassroots levels level to the uh elite level where you all train at the national center so how is yeah. it the, this thing progresses from uh from the grassroots level to the that elite level in denmark um, Yeah, well, we have uh, in my club. We have a uh, in every club we have like uh, some uh, some uh, uh, beginners level, and then then uh, we have some more advanced, but maybe at same age. And then we have uh, then we have a bit older, from uh, under thirteen to under fifteen, under seventeen maybe, and then they have a practice which are more advanced, and then we have a senior uh, group. And maybe we have a senior for the best, a group for them, and a practice for them. And then we have a a practice for the seniors who are uh, below that uh, level. Uh, so we we are always always try to uh, to to uh, separate uh, the groups uh, first in the ages, and then uh, at levels, uh, and then we can like we can better. Uh, do a practice who fits that level and then we can uh, because it's it's it wouldn't be like if you have a an beginner and you should do a, a drop a net drop lob uh, a lift they wouldn't be able to do it because they don't know how to lift or drop so of course they have to uh, practice serve or or something where you throw a shuttle and then you try to hit it But the more advanced kids, they can maybe serve and play a clear and drop and stuff like that and play a lift. So maybe they can do that exercise. So we always try to like separate the groups and and the levels and and try to to do that. So that's that's the club. And then when you get good enough, we have some uh, some different uh, places where you can you can come. Like you you get invited if you're good enough. Uh, and then it's like, if you get good enough on that training or practice, you will get invited to the national center. So, so first you are in the in the clubs, and then if you get good enough, like at tournaments and stuff like that, the national coaches maybe see you, and then you get an invite to to a practice just below a national uh, uh, center level. And then you, if you do it good there, you can come into the national center for maybe a, one day every week or something like that. And then you work, then you work your way in to the national level. Uh, so that's how it works. So it, it all starts in the clubs. And then when you get good enough, you get, uh, you get an invite. Okay. So uh, yeah, that, that was really great that you, uh, told us all about the ecosystem there 
So uh, uh, there, there was a very uh, viral video recently about your uh, about your the head coach Kenneth Johnson that uh, mm. he received that uh, uh, best coach award in all of the sports in Denmark and uh, you uh, I, I saw the video where where he was surprised uh, the, the trophy was given to him yeah. the badminton coach and yeah <laughs> so that was really great so. Uh, I want to know that uh, like we we all are noticing that after Kenneth Johnson is uh, is has been the coach with the Denmark team, he has produced a lot of players, and all players have seen a massive increase in their performances. So I want to know that I was really interested to know that what what difference is he making? Um, well, Kenneth is Kenneth is amazing. He 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 has so much knowledge of badminton, like how India players are playing and how they play in Japan and and uh, China uh, and stuff like that but he also are very good at like uh, doing a planning where we can peak at the right time so we peak at the tournaments we're playing um, but uh, but I also think that he has been like he has increased the like the level of of a uh, of a of a feedback and uh, and like the like the f- the feeding and stuff like that in inside the national center. Um, he has he has been uh, so good at like telling us which exercises and how we should how we should perform them, and uh, and I really like. He's rock solid. When he when he's there, you can you can really feel him. You you know he's watching. He you know he's giving you feedback and stuff like that. But I also have to to uh, to uh, give a shout out to uh, Anas and uh, Victor and uh, Wittinghus and uh, Janne Jørgensen when he was there. I think also that the players has been uh, been better at at giving giving more of them at practice. And uh, helping each other to uh, to reach their goal, because as I said, when we were younger, we we uh, we learned how to give to get something back, and I really think that that we also have taken that with us into the national center. We are we are a, a good group of men singles now, and uh, I think we like to to push each other, and uh, and you can also you can feel that when you are on court. You are ready. There is no excuse. If you're not ready, you you can you can go home. So it's yeah, it sounds hard, but we are there also for because we want to get better. And if you're not uh, want to get better, it's not the place for you. And yes, it's tough, but it's also it's also what we we we're gonna do if we're gonna get better. Uh, so we like to uh, we also we we. We're getting better at pu- pushing each other, and uh, and Kenneth Kenneth uh, is for sure also one of the reasons that we are we are getting better at it. Uh, but he he is very uh, he's he's a very nice coach. Uh, he 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 talks differently to every player, so maybe he's uh, he's joking more with me than he is to uh, Victor or something like that. Uh, I I don't say that th- th- this is how it is. But you you just feel that the connection you have with Kenneth is he's good at at knowing the the people he is around. So so uh, I think he's he's uh, yeah he's a, an amazing coach and I I I will give him a lot a lot of credit. Uh, yeah. But also I want to give also the credit to for the best players in there. They have a, they have also a, a thing to say uh, about the practice in there and the the way we do it. Uh, they they set the the bar high, and uh, we are we other guys we follow uh, that, uh, or we try to follow. <laughs> <laughs> On a like popular demand, like many of our followers wanted to know that what's the training routine of of you? Like, uh, what, uh, basically, they want a, a sneak peek in a day in your life. Like, how is it like? like yeah. What time do you wake up? What time do you train? How many hours do you? Yeah. Train? How is it like? What all do you do in a day, on a typical yeah. training day? <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, we can just take a a day like a 
like Thursday. Uh, but it, it's actually a little bit different from uh, day to day when I have my training. There's not, uh, not it's not every day I wake up at the same time. Uh, like today, I was practicing practicing at nine. Then I woke up seven uh, or twenty minutes uh, past seven, and then I just uh, ate some breakfast. And then I uh, ate twenty. Uh, I started to drive out uh, for practice, and then I I would be at practice like twenty minutes before, and then I start to warm up, and then. Uh, I practice and then uh, I get home, or maybe I eat at the the restaurant uh, at the hall, uh, and then I get some food and then uh, I actually uh, take a nap uh, most of the days, uh, uh, and then I have uh, today I have a gym later, uh, so that's then I'm doing that and then I then I eat dinner and then I just. Yeah, uh, read a book, uh, playing some video games with my friends or something like that. Uh, yeah, and that's a, a typical uh, day for me. So I have a morning practice and then I have a practice in the evening. Sometimes I have a gym practice uh, in between. Um, but yeah, I wake up like one and a half, two hours before practice in the morning. And then I... Uh, yeah, and then I in the evening after I have practice, I get home and then I eat a bit again. Also, if I have uh, had dinner before uh, my practice, and then I go to sleep around ten uh, thirty or eleven. Uh, then I try to get some sleep. <laughs> yeah, so that's a tough day actually. <laughs> so yeah. before this podcast, I was uh, I've been watching many. Danish players interviews recently the you know like more to gain more insights so one common thing which every Danish player uh, mentions in his interview on performance or like training system so he always mentions about uh, they always mention about the intensity that uh, the a primary primary uh, motive is to train with as much intensity we could train and not the quantity like not the time duration of the session so how do you just like that incent uh, this intensity factor into play and how do you announce it like progressively how do you do it in your sessions yeah uh well we we that's also why we can practice longer than one and a half two hours because it's the intensity okay. is so high um it's 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 like when we are on court and we run exercises uh, the intensity should be a little bit above what a normal pace would be. So when you're playing a, a normal game, it should feel like more comfortable for you because you are you are you are getting uh, pr- you are practicing in a higher level when you are doing a two against one. Uh, so we we try to get the intensity uh, high because of that. But it's it's mostly the feeder's job to to take it to that point. So because if you if you're feeding bad, then it's it's yeah. easy for the one that is going. Um, and I think you, if you were if you are trying to, uh, well, how can I explain it? So if you if you haven't done it before, it's it's like it should be close to match. If we are feeding a, a two against one a defense exercise. Uh, one in the front, one in the back. Uh, we try to uh, to like uh, put high pressure on the one that is going, uh, and and we we actually we try to to kill it. But if we are killing it, like every time we're hitting, then we we take some off, mm-hmm. and then when it, the rally is getting better and it's going, then we can start to hit harder again as a feeder. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, but yeah, I also think that that we are doing uh, when we're doing multi, uh, uh, it's also uh, uh, multi feeding. We're also doing in a high pace because we 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 always try to to uh, get the feeling like a ga- like a game feeling when you are at uh, playing a match because we think that if you can do that when we are practicing, it's easier to convert that to a a, a real game. So the closer we get, 
uh, when we are practicing to a real match, the more it's easier to convert into a real match. So, for instance, if we, if I'm wor working on a new stroke, uh, I wanna I wanna like take to uh, to my to into game. It could be a, a a slice from there around the head. I would do some easy multi feeding with not so many so much movement, and uh, try to get the technique uh, the right way. And then when I get it the right way, I will start to move more. And then I, I will I would start to implement it uh, in an exercise with uh, all the kind of movement. And then I will start to do it in a practice match. And then hopefully I will be able to do it in a real match. So that's that's like the way we try to to do if it's going from a technical skill to to use it in a match. But yeah, the the high intensity is is because we want to have it uh, close to a, to a real match, so we can so we can convert the practice into a real match. Yeah, fair enough. Okay. So uh, another thing which a lot of uh, a lot of players mention is the importance of goal setting. But uh, so I want to know about like, do you? Do you also set any long-term or short-term goals for your for your badminton career, or like, do you for like to be precise, do you have any plans for 2021 that I want to achieve this in 2021, or I want to learn this, I want to increase my game by this percent, or something like this? Um, yeah, I have when uh, when people ask me when I was younger what my goal was, I always said that. I was not. I was not saying like uh, like everyone else are doing. Like I want to be the best. Of course, I want to be the best. But I also want to, if I get to the best, uh, if I'm, if I am the best, I will still try to improve. So my my answer was always like my goal is to be the best I can possibly get. Uh, so that means that I can always be better uh, and working on something. But uh, but I I have a goal uh, for 2021 uh, at summer. I want to be in top 50. Uh, that means that I have to be consistent throughout the next year. Uh, um, so how do I get to that goal? There is some smaller goals, but that's that's like the big the big goal is for me now to get in top 50. Could you, could, you just, uh, could you just uh, give any example like related to this, like like the thing you said that to reach the much larger goal, you have those uh, little goals or small, uh, uh, basically short-term goals to reach the end level. So could you just like give an example for like more clarity? Yeah. Um, for an example, it, uh, my, my next goal is to uh, perform good in uh, Spain. Uh, because it's uh, and uh, the highest uh, level I have played, so I want to do good uh, also there. And now it's it has also been some two months since uh, France. Um, and my goal is to perform good. So how do I do that? That means that I have to some goals that I have to improve. But that's more kind of uh, playing uh, situations. So right now I'm I'm I have a goal to get better at at uh, at some strokes at the net so I can maintain the pressure for my opening because I think that if I can get better at that I would also uh, improve more uh, so much that maybe I can I can perform good at Spain mm. so uh, so uh, so I have this goal that right now that I have to improve my 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 front call. So I can so I can perform good at my next goal, which are Spain. But uh, but I I'm also working on a new thing uh, with my mental coach, and that's uh, I want to be better than I was yesterday. Mm. So that means that every day I try to improve just a little bit. Maybe we 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 say one percent every day. If you can get better at that, that's huge when you end the year. So and and one percent every day. For me, it sounds possible. So uh, that's uh, that's very motivating for me, especially when I don't feel like uh, when I feel heavy legs and stuff like that on a Friday. I still want to get 
that one percent better so uh so i can uh, reach my goals so uh so yeah i think you should have a goal at each each practice what you have to uh, get better at to uh we are talking a lot about uh, different situations and if you can get these situations a lot when you're practicing you will get better because that's that's your goal for that practice mm. so if i i have a situation where i i get a a, a, shot, a, a shot into court and i have a deception and they played over the guy and i want to i want that situation because i want to get the follow-up and maybe uh, uh, kill it or or spin it or uh, do this shot at the net while you cross it uh, to win the point. If I can get that situation maybe eight times at a practice, uh, that would be a, a great great deal for me because that's what I'm working on. Uh, but it's it's very individual what people are working on. But but that's also yeah yeah. What's interesting is that the thing you told me about the one percent thing that instead mm. of focusing about like reaching the fifty percent level, you just first focus on the one improving one percent of yourself. So in, yeah. you just you just don't focus on that fifty percent and think of it like uh, that that's a too too much big a uh, goal and yeah. I, I don't know whether I would be able to reach that goal or not. But you just focusing on the smaller. On the one yes. goal that I'll I'll have to push my push myself to achieve that one person. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's. And I, and I actually think that's working. Uh, actually, quite good. I I feel more motivated uh, every day because, okay, yesterday I I got tired after uh, when we when we have done uh, uh, two rounds of this exercise. Now I have to like go yeah. three rounds, then one percent better, like yeah. something like that. Yeah, it's just progressively. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think it's uh, yeah, I think a lot of people could uh, benefit from uh, from that mindset. Uh, I have so yeah. I that's also one of the uh, the things I try to uh, like get more and more into my social media is this like story about talent isn't everything. Like, I think personally that my story the story right now for mass christopherson is like i was not the most talented when i was younger but i have worked my ass off to to get to this point and i started to get better at the technical skills that other had easier to do because i i work hard so my story is like a good example of that hard work pays off so for me my advice would be uh, to all the young uh, players or also older players uh, but just players would be that that uh, that maybe uh, you are not the most talented guy but if you can work harder than everybody else i can't see why you can't get you get to your goals because yeah if you work harder than the other guys it's at some point you want to you're gonna meet them uh, in that curve. Like maybe they are here in the curve, but and you are a little bit more down. But suddenly, if you train harder and harder, and they stay like this, you will pass them at some point. Yeah. So uh, yeah, as I mentioned uh, in one of my posts uh, recently, it's uh, effort beats talent every day. Mm -hmm. So uh, yeah, my advice would be. Don't focus so much about how good you are, uh, but focus how much you can uh, enjoy your practice and uh, and just practice <laughs> so uh, don't focus too much on, on on what the other guys can but focus on what you can do and how you can get better and develop so, so any advice which you want to give to your younger self if you could oh, uh, that what what you wish that you would have you should have known earlier in your badminton career <laughs> yeah um maybe uh, maybe this advice uh, i got from my mental coach uh, some of the tools i got like how i can can get easier in the zone because uh, then i have i have been a very i have 
when I played when I was younger and also just for a couple of months ago, I had a lot of thoughts when I was playing and that was it was very disturbing mm-hmm. uh, and was very annoying actually because I, I thought so much. I, cu- I couldn't just play badminton as I want to. So uh, that would be my advice uh, for me that uh, just just be present, just be in the moment and then uh, just enjoy the, the things you're doing. Okay. Yeah, so, yeah, yes, seems logical, yeah. So, uh, yeah, so that was basically end of our serious talk. <laughs> so everything, yeah, yeah the, I must say that uh, that was really insightful and we gained a lot of uh, what's uh, what's going inside badminton Denmark and what uh, what we what other players could do to just uh, get back uh, get better in their everyday life not even on court but also in the outside court life outside badminton life so yeah yeah so uh, there are like uh, this we do on our podcast is like th- this is a this or that series we basically have a uh, a series of five questions so yeah. you you basically you will be given two any two things in any uh, uh, in the same field and you you have to choose one of them and just tell us why why which, yeah. why did you choose that so okay. yeah so first is like everyone wants to know uh, according to you who's the better player Victor Exelsen or Anders Antonsen <sighs> oh i'm going to get in trouble if they hear um I think uh, I must go with Victor. He's uh, he's very professional. He's uh, he's uh, a bit uh, he's crazier than me when it gets to like off court and uh, how to improve and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I really uh, I really look uh, up to him uh, about that part. Uh, and I think he is if he can. <laughs> gets better at the, when he is playing against the players like Anas and stuff like that when he's more uh, when he when he gets better at the mental part because you can see he feels a little bit insecure when he's playing against Anas because he, Anas also knows how to to play against Victor then i also think that that Anas is going to have a hard time because uh, physical uh, i would say Victor is a uh, is better and and he also have a a great attack uh, yeah, one yeah, one of the best in the world. Uh, I I think he's a quite com- complete player, uh, Victor. Uh, it 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 it's not fun when you're playing against him at practice. He's uh, he's even better at practice sometimes in in outer when he's playing tournaments. So you can imagine uh, the smashes he's doing at at practice. That's uh, that's crazy because he feels very comfortable at the hole there. <laughs> yeah. So I would, uh, I, I have to go with Victor on this one. But uh, I, I actually talk a lot of with a lot with uh, Anas the past few weeks. So. <laughs> yeah. I know. <laughs> that's that's uh, that's the problem. That yeah. Not mind, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, the other thing is, uh, what, what's your favorite stroke, smash or deception? Oh, I I, I must uh, go with smash because I'm not that good at deception. I know I, I put out a, a lot of yeah. trick shots, <laughs> but I, I'm not that good at uh, at using uh, them. <laughs> oh, <laughs> then didn't know that. <laughs> no. okay, so the next one is, uh, what's your favorite uh, training session? Uh, gym weights or cardio? Oh. Actually, uh, uh, I'm doing uh, not so much of cardio because I'm I have always been uh, in a quite good shape mm. because of my my lifestyle. I'm very active, so I'm not uh, I'm not uh, running so much and stuff like that. Uh, so I, I do a lot of gym and I I enjoy that. So I I have to go with gym uh, because I, I I don't like running. I'm a good runner, but I get so stiff if I'm running. My hips are like smashed the next, next few days and I can't play badminton <laughs> if I run. So so I have to go with gym. <laughs> okay, so what do you uh, favor most? Early morning trainings or afternoon or evening training sessions? Um, 
I would say a morning practice. Cause Any then specific reason? Have, yeah, because I think you have a, a good start on your day. You have a, this good feeling that you have already done something with mm. your day. <laughs> yeah. So, so that's why I just like to 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 start good and uh, what's better than a morning, morning practice. <laughs> and the last one, the last question of the series, Aona, the, the, this, this, this has been in discussion uh, from, a, a, from a quite long time now. So it's like, which, which scoring system do you prefer? 21, uh, three sets or 11.5 sets? For sure, uh, 21. <laughs> 21? Three sets. Yeah. Why, why that? <laughs> because imagine if you're playing to like 11 and you're going, I'm, I'm going to Asia and, and playing to 11 and I need like, uh, I don't know, Cho Chuan Chao or Lee Si Jia or something. I play 15 minutes and then I'm done. Hmm. Like it, it, it's so fast if you're playing to 11. When you're playing at 20, uh, to 21, I think you have a little bit more time. And, and I just think that the, the badminton I have watched playing to 21, uh, three sets to 21 has been a lot better than when I have seen players play to 11 at uh, best of five. Uh, uh, people feel like stressed and they want to get all the every point they want to have that so so people are, are playing a different game and i feel i think it's more uh, more more about luck than 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 being able to to play good badminton so i feel it's a little bit more uh, how can you say um uh, yeah i just think it's it's depending too much on uh, on luck uh, mm -hmm compared to the other one i feel like if you're playing to 21 best of three you you have to be better at the other uh, uh player uh, so that's that's just my opinion i don't hope uh, we get the 11 system <laughs> i also think that the, that the physical aspect is uh, gonna gonna yeah. go away and that's that's pretty much how i like it to yeah. play it's i like when it's it's get physical uh, I don't like when when people can can go all out and just win on that. Mm. Uh, if they can do it when we play to twenty one and they go crazy and all in on every rally, you are better than me. But uh, I don't yeah. think it's it's that possible when you're playing to twenty one best of three. Yeah. But it, it is for sure if you play to eleven. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds right. Yeah. So yeah, Matt. Uh, that was a really good podcast from your side. You you were you were a great speaker. I just I feel so honored that you accepted my invitation and agreed to do this. And I'm actually telling you that all of the things which I was looking forward to for my uh, to study and to uh, to get deep into, I just got them. I got really good insights on on the tra on the trading system and how how is uh, how is Denmark doing all of the good stuff in badminton so i'm really thankful to i'm really grateful to yeah i'm, I'm glad you like it uh, liked it and uh, understand uh, what i i was trying to say because sometimes it gets uh, a little bit confusing when it's a new uh, like uh, kind of uh, badminton culture uh, how we educate uh, different kind yeah. of players and stuff like that so uh, i'm really i really appreciate uh, that uh, you having me uh, on this podcast. So yeah. I'm just uh, glad I, c I could help a bit. <laughs> yeah. So one other thing which I, I really uh, liked about your, like this content creation is that you're, you're really helping a lot of uh, uh, badminton players, especially in India, because uh, there's uh, a lot of players who live in under remote conditions. Uh, they don't yeah. have proper access to badminton facilities and the uh, like, children coming to us and telling us that we follow this guy and so we feel so good that this this one badminton channel where they could just learn all of the stuff correctly yeah. uh, we're like uh, really respectful towards you for that and uh, for our listener who just want to uh, follow and check out Matt's uh, Matt's uh, channel they could just uh, uh, just go to Instagram and just search Matt's 
Christopherson. And do you do you also have a YouTube channel, Matt? Um, yes, I actually have a. I I made this a, a online academy, a, a basic badminton with a, mm-hmm. my brother and sister. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we also have a, a YouTube channel uh, called Basic Badminton. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, I think we're gonna post a bit more on the YouTube from uh, from the next month or something. Uh, but actually, at at Patreon, we try to to. Uh, charge a bit of money uh, okay. and then then uh, there is more uh, detailed videos about uh, 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 mm. about the do's and don'ts I made uh, making uh, I will get more uh, into the details and maybe the videos will be like five to ten minutes and then it will be explained very very good uh, and understandable uh, and we try to charge maybe like uh, five dollars or seven dollars uh, per per month, um, but it's it's also like uh, I also need to to earn a little bit of money. So that's my way to like to earn a bit. It's uh, in a way that that I think is is fair. That uh, I w- I also want them to improve, but I also want to get a, a paid a, a little bit because yeah. I also have a dream. Yeah. Uh, about Robinson, I also need need to earn some money. Uh, yeah. So it's a it's a project. I hope will uh, will get better here yeah, in the future. I'll, yeah, I'll, I'm sure that children will like it very very well. Like the content you create, uh, very yeah. good, is very good. So I, I I'm sure that children would really like it. Uh, so I, I wish I I'll, I'll wish you good luck for that and. Uh, I I wish that you achieve a lot of feats in future in uh, the upcoming tournaments, and hopefully we see you in a lot of on on podium this year. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. So that's it. Thanks, Matt. So. Yeah, thank you.